Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. It's so great to have you here and to share stories of innovation and opportunity across real estate, property, and building services. And the aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible across how we design, build, buy, sell, rent, and invest in property and all of the associated behavior and activities around that. Now, none of this would be possible without our sponsors. So a big shout out to the Direct Connect team, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the innovators behind the Forms Live and RealWorks Forms, and the PropTech Association of Australia. Thank you for your support of the podcast. My guest in this episode is Tony Tadros, the managing partner of Sailfish, which is a self-described transaction service engine that joins the dots between a CRM and PEXA in the house and land business. Tony had a career in real estate selling land packages before embarking on a tech solution to solve some of the pain points he regularly experienced as an agent. And in one of those weird coincidences, it was during this time that he discovered a Canadian firm was on a similar track. And so the two collaborated and he is now responsible for launching Salesfish in Australia. Now, sales and land in Australia is an $8.2 billion industry, and it combines all the pain of buying a property with the double whammy of dealing with the stress of building. Huzzah! So much fun. So it's no surprise that this sector is seeing a surge of innovation and prop tech. So here to tell us all about it, Tony Tadros, welcome to the Prop Tech Podcast. Thank you very much, Kylie, for having me. Cool. Now, look, as I, uh, we were having a little bit of a chat before we began this episode and going to confess, I don't know a lot about Sailfish. So, Tony, let's kick off with the hardest question first. What's the uh, Sailfish elevator pitch? Well, if you, are, if you have a property development and a sales team and looking for a simple, transparent, secure and efficient selling and buying process, then you need Sailfish. It's a TSE, which stands for a Transaction Service Engine, powered with AI tools that is adaptable to any website, portal, or marketing presentation application. Operating in real time enables a buyer to select, transact, and deposit on a property on any device, anytime. Sailfish sits at the intersection between the seller, agent, and buyer to handle the technical aspects of buying uh, making an offer to purchase with seller and exchanging the contracts. Okay, so you're playing mainly in the new build space, is that right? Correct. Yeah. All, all property projects and house and land packages. House and land package. Okay, cool. So, so how big is that as an industry, or how how why is this a problem in that space? Well, um, as far as the industry, it's about an eight point seven billion dollar market. Yep. Uh, according to the ABS, yep. uh, the value of new that'll do. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And um, basically, where where it's for land estate sales or apartments, townhouses, house and land packages, dual contracts, and uh, residual stock. Now, mm-hmm. the problem really stems from the collabor- non-collaboration, I guess, between say. If you're selling a house and land package, you've got a builder's consultant sitting in a display home who isn't really aware about what land sales are available, yeah. yet he's got a house and land buyer sitting in front of him saying, I love your house, 
but I want to buy, I want to live in this area, I want to live in this estate. Yeah. And he hasn't got eyes into what's actually available. Not only that, he doesn't have the means in order to, you know, make that sale happen on the land side. So he's got to send them away. And um, that's a big problem. But the other problem, which is even bigger than that, I think, these days, is the cyber crime and the BEC, the business email compromise. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where we're starting to see a lot in, unfortunately, in the real estate space with the transactions. So, uh, you know, according to the ACSC in 2021-22, 150 to 200,000 small office routers and and small businesses are vulnerable to compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about, you know, causing a $98 million problem. It's about 64,000 per report. Right. Um, there's new legislation with that too. Um, yep. That's just been passed in November 22 that the government after the Optus fiasco and so on, is saying that there's a $50 million fine now for companies for cyber breach. So it's a bit of a problem now. And, you know, we've got to look at what are the apps we're using, what are the systems we have in place for a sale in a digital space, and what are we going to do um, to protect everyone? It's not just, of course, the buyer, number one, with their sensitive information, but, you know, a company trying to do the right thing, sell their product, you know how are we going to protect them in this in this arena in this digital um, uh, space with having to collaborate with buyers and the, and the property developer and the builder and the buyer and the buyer themselves. Um, so, do- so, so you're creating a a a, a, a closed, I guess, s- transaction space as part of this. Well, this is what it is, and it's yep. cyber accredited, and that's been baked in from the beginning um, of the platform. So it's cyber accredited with Cyber Essentials Plus. Mm-hmm. That's recognised by the UK government, the Canadian government, the US government, the uh, European Union, which is the toughest in the world. And um, Australia, although it doesn't have legislation as yet, but it says, look, if you're good with the uh, European Union, you're good with us. So, you know, we take that as comfort. Um, and, you know, we're proud of the fact and humbled that we, as a real estate uh, platform, sales platform, that we have that accreditation and can afford all the users um, in our platform to be secure. So so just roll me through as a, as a land or property developer I've got my CRM and then I've and I've got a project that's out there or I've got a land and um, house package that I've made available and so a client comes is interested in that and then and then they move into the sales fish platform how does that work what's well, the flow yeah, look like I mean, I mean if we take it from the start we've got real estate portals that have been around for about 20 years right mm-hmm. yeah and they're just there to say inquire now but they're lead sources, they capture leads. Yep. Same with your social media and so forth. And you've got fantastic CRM systems that are out there today that will capture those leads and put them through a pipeline and nurture them. And now we're getting to the point where the buyer is ready to go. Now, 
you go into a into the TSC platform, which will basically be starting at a real time um, status and of the availability and the pricing of that project. Then it could be house and land, it could be land, it could be apartments, it could be townhouses, depending on the project. And they'll they they'll see that transparency. Now, with when they're with the buyer, sorry, with the agent, and they select that property, the contract comes on screen on demand right. and is populated with all the particulars. From there, you the buyer would basically uh, identify themselves, verify themselves. So we could do that, you know, internationally. Um, uh, or you could do it over Zoom or, or Teams, or it could be on your iPad sitting next to the agent. And what you do there is you take a photo of your government-issued uh, driver's license passport and you take a selfie. And we've got the biometrics. We send it off to Interpol to make sure that they're not, you know, on any list there. And But most importantly, we'll extract their information as in their correct spelling and name, address, and pop that into the contract as well. So they'll see the contract for the second time with their details and the property details already pre-populated, and then they'll go through a one-touch signing. Right. Now, you know, you feel like a celebrity when you sign a building contract because there's a million places to sign an initial <laughs> and date. Uh, you do it once in our system, and it goes wherever it's supposed to. So it's all templated. So it comes out accurate. And it's once, right? right. Does that mean you've read it though? Well, typically <laughs> no one does at the beginning. And that's why, we've, you know, the law has a three-day cooling off period, yeah. right? Um, in Victoria, in Queensland, five-day cooling off period. And typically your conveyancer reads it. Right. Now, if you want your conveyancer to read it prior to signing, you have that ability too. There's nothing stopping you. We're talking about a buyer when he's ready to execute. Mm -hmm. Right. And taking yep. the frustration and the time lag uh, out of it, because it's really trying to give them the best possible experience about buying that property rather than trying to, you know, send an expression of interest form first and then wait for a contract to be generated and then sent out to them. And then it gets circulated. We're cutting that out by speeding up the sale process. And that's, I guess, what we're really all about. Okay, and so um, how long how long does that traditional process take at the moment? The expression of interest and the, the yeah. waiting and all that sort of stuff. What's the what's yeah. the standard time period on that? Well, look, I mean, pre digital, yeah, right? I'm yeah probably yeah. dating myself here, but pre digital, right? It used to be well, I'll pull, I'll open the drawer of my of my desk and pull out a contract with a pen and start writing it. So it was yeah. pretty instant, right? Three copies, sign here, press hard. <laughs> yep, that's it. Then we went into digital and somehow it got slower. <laughs> when it's supposed to be faster. So yeah. that's that's one of the things that really shocked me. But and and the reasons for that is is well, you know, it costs us money to generate these digital contracts, and we don't just want everyone filling it in because they could fill it in wrong and there's pricing and so on. Mm. So the the process at the moment, uh, which I think you know is is quite cumbersome, you have to fill out an EOI in a PDF that may be online, then take a photo of the buyer's driver's license with your phone, and then send those two things via email. Where you get the <laughs> <PDC>. <laughs> right? 
And <laughs> not listening, not listening. Exactly. exactly. Victor Dominello, don't pay attention. Yep. yep. <laughs> and and then what happens is, you know, they prepare the contract admin team have all of these EOIs that they've got to vet and make sure that it's the right spelling and, and so on and prepare these e-contracts and then circulate them. Now, the time between sending in your EOI and getting your contract as a buyer to sign, mm. you're talking about minimum of say three days and you know could all stretch out to 14 depending on you know how many sales they've got in the system waiting yeah now that's i've just got a vision of all of these sales guys with their phone their phones yeah. full of people's driver's license which is terrifying me right now <laughs> and guess what guess what kylie that expression of interest form's got the property developers logo on it right so, you know, if the, the, we can't secure everyone's system, no. you know, even if the property developer's company system has a really good IT setup mm. and he's dealing with channel agents, well, you can't secure all of those either. No. And they're small operators. So, you know, but yet you're dealing with this highly sensitive information and we've seen the horror stories of the purchases, you know, transferring deposits, over to different accounts because if if you're actually displaying who it is, right, and what is going on, right, in this sale, well, you've just given all the information for that business email compromise to take place. And that's a no-no. And I think that the government's recognised that too and changed the legislation um, to reflect that and to reflect how serious it is, you know, I don't know how many businesses can cop a $50 million fine per breach. No, that's a, that's a shocker. Is that federal or is that, that must be federal? Oh, that's federal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Are you happy with your current operational workflow? Are you really satisfied with printing, signing, scanning and emailing contracts and then having to wait days for them to be signed and returned? Well, I didn't think so. And I have some good news. There is a better way. Dynamic Methods is the team behind leading real estate industry tech platforms such as Forms Live, REI Forms Live and RealWorks. With a mission to make better happen, Dynamic Methods are dedicated to providing efficiency and productivity tools, boosting form technology to real estate agencies across Australia. Each month, 50,000 real estate professionals across 8,500 agencies from every Australian state and territory use dynamic methods form technology, empowering more than 7.2 million transactions a year. Dynamic Methods is also proud to host quality integrations with some of the prop tech industry's most powerful technologies, such as DocuSign, Secure Exchange, Equifax, and more, putting everything you need to get forms and contracts filled in, signed, verified, and exchanged into one easy platform. So if you're ready to ditch the pen and paper, make your agency look more efficient, head to dynamicmethods.com.au slash partners to learn more. So, so Tony, how long has Sailfish been around for? How long? How did you get involved in it? Tell us a little bit about the company's background. Well, Sailfish has been around for about fifteen years now, so we're oh. like version fifteen of, yeah. of what okay. we're doing. Um, and I, I had a prototype that I built um, back in twenty twelve um, with the, the help of the Vic government at the time in a TVP program. And 
you know, I sat on that for a little while and then eventually I partnered with Sailfish, who are stationed in Canada. They're headquartered in Canada, but we 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 have um, you know, we operate in the US and, and Europe and now in Australia and Turkey and so forth. Um and I partnered with them a few years back and we sort of Australia fight the the software. And what do I mean by that is because, <clears throat> you know, for apartments, for townhouses and things like that, they're very similar. But in the house and land space, it, we're unique mm. because we have a block of land anyone can turn around and buy. But, you know, you could choose any uh, builder you wish as long as you can follow the design guidelines and so forth. Yeah. Yep. So we're open source, if you like. So okay. that was a that that was something that we had to tweak and we have. So we can have multiple builders on multiple estates. Uh, and you can basically site plan it from the beginning and say, this design suits those blocks that are in real time available. Right. And go through a dual contract process. So you'll have a land, separate land contract, and mm -hmm. you'll have the builder's contract. And we're talking about fixed price stuff. So, you know, I'm not talking about custom. Custom is a slightly more complicated, but you get you get the um the sale over the line, right? And you can sign. You can, you know that that block's available. That's super important to um to, to builders, mm. you know, to have eyes in and for the buyer as well. I mean, I've seen the tears, Kylie. I've seen the tears of first-time buyers. And, you know, they go in, buy a block, and then find out they can't build the dream home that they wanted to, and they come running back to me when I was selling land and saying, well, can you help us out here? We need to sell that or we need to get rid of it. We need to swap it over to that, you know, another block. So this this sort of takes the guesswork out. Yep. And, it, and it's and it's about being, you know, buyer-focused as well, you know, bringing them in, showing them what's available, what, what houses would fit or what townhouse, um, you know, is available right now um, and go through the process as if they're ordering an Uber. I mean, this whole thing from, you know, selecting a property to, you know, placing your deposit and sending your offer to the vendor takes about five minutes mm -hmm. rather okay. than, you know, seven days. Yep. So, so Tony, tell me a little bit about your background. How did, you just mentioned that you've been, you've sold land in a past life, but what's your, uh, how did, how did you get into this? Well, um, you know, in 97, I'm probably dating myself here, but in 97, I started in real estate. Right. And from there, I had franchises and so forth in the in the retail, like in the regular real estate um, mm -hmm. market, you know, established housing. And I moved out of that in probably about two thousand and six, and I went into the house and land space, mm -hmm. and I sort of specialised in land, so selling land estates and so forth on behalf of uh, developers. So I started dealing with all the builders, consultants, and so on, and would, you know, try and get um, sales happening, and you know, markets up or markets down. And I saw these challenges, and I tried to, uh, you know, I either had a choice: either I go out and employ a hell of a lot of people, 
or is there another way? Now, my wife, uh, who's who's uh, Sherry, she's she's very tech savvy, and she said to me, "You know what? I think you could probably do this digitally." And I said, "Really? How?" So she sort of showed me a few other examples of e-commerce um, platforms and things, and they it's it's not suitable for real estate, but we I could uh, I saw the light, you know. Yeah. So we went down the TVP. Um, a program with the Vic government and we were awarded a grant and we built the prototype and that's how I got into PropTech. Um, and um, and then finding Sailfish was, um, you know, in Canada was like finding my digital twin on the other side of the world. You know? <laughs> so similar, you know, we, we had the same thoughts and ideas and but they were commercialised. So. Yep. You know, I I put in my paperwork and basically we went from there. Right. We okay. Launched, launched in Australia 2020. Uh huh. Just as the pandemic hit. Yep. Yep. And all the best <clears throat> prop techs launched then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and it, you know, for us, uh, it was a it was, you know, we noticed that the developers and the builders, um, you know, were were. Lockdown after lockdown, I was sort of, you know, very um, anxious about what was going on and and what what they wanted to get in to continue business in a lockdown environment. So they were all thrust, you know, in into this and um, into a digital environment, and they sort of grabbed anything off the shelf mm-hmm. to try and make it work. And and this is the result. I guess what we say is, you know, you should take. A bit of a stock take now, after the, the the pandemic has sort of settled down, and everyone wants to go digital still. Yep, you've got to look at now your systems and see what's cyber secure because these are the things that have popped up. Yeah, you know, and what what is really streamlining your sale process? What is collaborative? You know, mm-hmm. in the in this ecosystem, and I guess that's where the TSC fits into. You know, between that CRM. And and Pixar. What I find strange <laughs> is Pixar is used um, to settle property and it's mandatory, right? Yet the same property, you can buy it any which way you like. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find strange, you know. But I guess in the future, I think TSCs will be mandatory too. Yeah. So just tell me what a TSC is again, because you know my thing. <laughs> I have a thing about three-letter yes. acronyms. <laughs> Transaction Service Engine. Right. TSE. Okay, cool. So so how big is Salesfish in Australia, Tony? How like how how big is your organization here? Well, um, we're pretty much covered with the IT and so forth in Canada, but in Australia, yep. it's all about the marketing and the sales. And yep. we have a level one IT support as well. Yep. So, you know, it's 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 not huge. It's not a huge uh, group, but, you know, it is growing, right? Mm-hmm. It's growing. And we're going to be um, stationed in other states uh, shortly, uh, our sales teams and so on. So, it's certainly very based at the moment. Melbourne. Melbourne. Yep. Okay. And this is a pretty busy 
I'm I'm hearing a lot more about stuff that's going on in this in this land and a new developer space. So you know, there's Open Lot, there's um, Release Me, there's like a there's a there's a flurry of kind of prop tech kind of popping up in this space. What? How do you see the competitive space? Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you. Is everyone solving different problems, or in in this? I mean, and look, you know. There's only one thing more stressful than buying or selling an established property, and that is renovating or building. And so, in fact, I'm beginning to think that probably buying land and then building off the plan is the is like an even even more stressful thing than than the other two combined, or is all of the stresses of the other two combined plus its own little special specialness. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, it, yeah. it, the thing is, you're dealing with first-time buyers because that's yeah. the affordability bracket there. So they they're coming in buying a house and land package, but it's so chaotic. Yeah, right now, open lot, release me, and so on. I mean, open lot is um, uh, you know, I guess rivaling realestate.com. So it's it's a search engine. Yep. Yep. Right. And you get your leads and then you they'll pass them on. But it's what you do after that. Yeah. Right. And so when you say who who the you know who were the competitors, it's like no one but everyone, right? At the same time, because um there aren't any complete TSC platforms that we know. Right. right. right? But we do replace a host of third-party apps for expressions of interest or holding real-time status of the stock, uh, e-signing, um, pay gates, right? And, and you know, and, and the listings themselves of that real-time status. And, you know, just like Pixar changed the game for settlements, I, I think TSCs and, you know, Sailfish will change the game for the sale itself because you need a smoother and you need a safer process for buyers you know <clears throat> regardless it's apartment it's a townhouse block of land or a house and land package which is probably the most difficult of all, all of them mm-hmm. um because there's there's another element you've got a land developer and a builder and you have the agent involved and the buyer so there's four parts mm-hmm. and sometimes Although you might think it fits, but it doesn't. The house that you want to build on the land doesn't fit, you mean? Yep, and yep. vice versa. Maybe you got the house and you want to make sure that block is right. So we've developed a vice versa crossover, if you like, um, that would instantly tell you whether it does or it doesn't. So that's number one. Number two, you can jump into the contract and secure it. And you can do that with the you know description I I explained a few moments ago, um, in within a few minutes, and that's a dual contract. That's a land and a build contract coming from two different sources, and it comes onto your screen instantly on demand, pre-filled, just waiting for your details, which is scanned and populated in um, you know. In our KYC process, um, so we find that to be, you know, a great advantage for everyone involved. Yep. And KYC stands for 
Know your customer. Awesome. So it's verifying, you. <laughs> ver- verifying your ID, your, who you awesome. are. Yep, awesome. So, so what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had in getting this up and running here in Australia, Tony? Well, I guess COVID, you know, was a challenge. Yep. And, you know, I guess being categorised as one thing or another. Okay. And what were you categorised at that you disagreed with? (laughs) Well, they said that we're uh, we're a CRM system. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, we're not. You know, that's not what we do. CRMs are great and they're fantastic at what they do, but we're a TSE. Mm -hmm. And I guess trying to fit that in and for them to understand. And then when when they'll go too far the other way, they'll say, oh, you're just another e-signing platform. Mm -hmm. Well, Again, no, it's a, it's, it's a part of the process of what we're doing, but e-signing platforms don't have any correlation to real-time listings. They're yeah. not generating the contract because they don't have the information. You've mm-hmm. got to manually enter that. So even if you manually enter it, it doesn't mean it's going to be accurate. No. So we're not just an e-signing platform and we're not a CRM. So it was that, I guess, um, identifying and, and classifying that you got a CRM at the beginning and it's doing all those beautiful things it does. you got to buy and you want to execute, you need a TSE. Mm-hmm. And it does it in a cyber secure environment. And then you go off to Pixar. And one of the... Yeah, and one of the, and sometimes, like I said with you today, you know, sometimes the, one of the best ways or easiest ways to say, "What does Pixar do?" and go through that process and see that you know everyone is in there and and you do the transaction and so on, and it's cyber secure, and say, "Well, that's what we do for sales." Mm-hmm. It's like a transaction room. Yeah. Yeah, secure. This episode is sponsored by EasyPay. EasyPay makes collecting PropTech payments easy. As one of Australia's leading subscription payment providers, EasyPay is helping real estate and PropTech businesses to improve rental collection rates, transform arrears management, and increase cash flow. Built for integration with a focus on partnerships, EasyPay's platform works seamlessly with your existing PropTech software, giving you access to industry-leading features that enable complex billing and settlement to support trustless business models. Discover the power of payment automation and leverage one of the first platforms to enable the pay-to payment solution at easypay.com forward slash PropTech. What do you think are the trends or the you know the future trends that are going to impact on on you what do you see coming down the track that's going to change this space again well one of the things i think is definitely web3 and yeah. it's going to be a big big hit right once um, we've worked out what it is yes <laughs> yeah well we've, we've we've toyed with it so, you know, we've got a few interesting things um, that, that we've developed uh, with it because we can adapt to any, any platform, right, any website and so on and attach, uh, integrate with it. So Web3 will just be another one of them, right? So we've been exploring how would we integrate and it integrates perfectly, mm-hmm. right? 
But I can see that being a big hit <clears throat> um, down the track. Uh, definitely the cyber secure, um, the TSEs being mandatory like PEXA is today for settlements. Uh, I can see that happening. Um, and just more buyer-focused marketing tools, you know. Mm. And I think that the stock take of those third-party apps that we currently have and we just grabbed off the shelf in COVID um, to, to solve our lockdown problem uh, will be sorted out as well. Like, you know, if I gave you an analogy and I said, look, imagine you had a banking app, right, and you wanted to transfer money, see your balance, and, um, you know, pay a bill, right? And I told you, well, you had to download three banking apps from the same bank to do all those three things. Mm -hmm. Would you do it? Or would you no. just go to the other bank that has it all in one app? Yeah. Right? And the thing is, what are we, if, we, if we wouldn't accept it in our banking, what do we accept it in our sales? Yeah. And well, guess, it's a it's a great question. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's it's because you know awareness. So you know, doing things like this, uh, I think, is you know bringing bringing that awareness out there that there is something else. It is a TSE, mm -hmm. and we're here to serve our clients, our property developers, our, our volume builders, our agents, as enablers. You know. Mm -hmm. And who's um? Have you got any clients that you'd like to, or, or developers, or uh, that are using you guys that you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, we've got the Azura uh, Corporation mm -hmm. uh, up in uh, Queensland. They've got um, a mammoth uh, site down there. Mm -hmm. We're going to do four towers, and one of them is going to be the tallest building in the Southern Hemisphere. I think it's had a, a thousand apartments in there. Uh -huh. And he's got a few other projects happening um, in WA and so forth. So we, we're very proud to be part of that. And we're talking to um, the top 20 on the ASX as well, who are looking at streamlining. Um, and we've had a number of other companies that were already on our website that we deal with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're very fortunate. We're, we're humbled, you know, that they've... Um, working with us and we look forward to expanding and and serving everyone else you know who wishes to have a TSC and sort of uh, collaborate that sales process awesome okay well look tony it's been absolutely fantastic having you on the prop tech podcast thank you so much for your time and explaining all to us about TSCs and in the land and developing space Thank you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure and it's it's an honour and I thank you very much, Kylie, for all the things that you guys are doing at the PropTech Association and I'm privileged to be a part. So what do you think of Sailfish? Now, three-letter acronyms aside, this idea that there needs to be a safe transaction space between a CRM and the settlement process that is managed by PEXA has real merit, not just for house and land packages, but for all property transactions. There is a lot of innovation now occurring in the land, house and developer space, which is hardly a surprise as the industry is rife with issues, not just from a buying perspective, but then when it comes to building. And it is really important that we reduce this friction. 
restriction. Housing inaffordability starts right at the beginning from the time a home is first built. Any delays with the transaction due to manual processes and inefficient communication adds very real costs and stress, and these issues just compound over the time of the transaction and then go on into you know, future years. In the house and land space, they're overwhelmingly borne by first home buyers who are arguably the least equipped to deal with them. And while the growing risk of cybercrime is putting the spotlight onto the need for more security around property transactions, I mean, for goodness sake, there's more encryption and security when you spend $24 on a home delivered pizza than there is on buying a million dollar home. And that's a bit messed up. And I thought it was really curious that a company in Canada were working to solve the same problems as Tony in Melbourne. That speaks to a few things, that globally, the real estate and property industry share problem regardless of our geographic borders, which is why PropTech is so exciting. When we get the tech right and we get the solution right, we can become international. And it reinforces a notion that I've always had, that good ideas whose time has come will always find a place to land somewhere. So the lesson for that as a prop tech is that it pays not to assume that just because you've experienced pain, no one else has, and you're the only one to interpret this, that your idea is unique and you probably have no competition. We need to actually get a little bit better here in Australia at exploring the market globally to see whether anyone else anywhere in the world has done something similar or is working on something similar. Because look, maybe your solution will be better than theirs, who knows? But they could be a great source of a partnership, expansion, or a collaboration down the track. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech Podcast, I would love you to tell your friends or drop me a line either via email, LinkedIn, or on our Facebook page. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Apple iTunes. I'd like to thank my podcast producer, the fabulous Charlie Hollins, and our sponsors, Direct Connect, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the name behind Forms Live, REI Forms Live, and RealWorks, and the PropTech Association of Australia, Australia's industry body supporting the flourishing prop tech community. Now, if you're an Australian or a New Zealand prop tech who would like to be on the show, drop me a line via LinkedIn or Kylie at proptechassociation.com.au. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, keep on prop teching. Do you run a prop tech business or are you the founder of a prop tech? Make sure you join the Prop Tech Association of Australia. It's Australia's new not-for-profit association made up of tech people who are passionate about the property industry and committed to improving experiences in how we buy, sell, rent, manage, build and finance property. Joining will give you access to events and networks across Australia and globally to help you promote and grow your business. Go to proptechassociation.com.au and follow the prompts to join. Thank you.